to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. How is a villain just like a river? When they start to rise, they tend to deliver. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit TV series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're here with a fantabulous, fantastic interview. Yeah, I'm uh, so excited for this. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I, I don't know if we really need to, and I'll go ahead and I'll show you guys Anne-Marie over here, too. Uh, wave, wave hello, Anne-Marie. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know if I really need to tease this too much. I mean, we've been talking about it on our comments. Commentaries, yes. which, by the way, if you haven't been listening to uh, our commentaries over the summer, what's wrong with you? We Get have on ha- it. We have half of the first season done and everything, so I uh, definitely check those out. I uh, as we wait for Gotham season two to start, but Woo-hoo. you know what? Uh, instead of uh, teasing this out and teasing let's just this, do out, it. yeah, let's, let's do this. Do let's it. run the interview. Ready? Take, go. Take it away, past Bill. Thank you, future Henry and Bill. Uh, now, my guest today has worked as a producer on shows like The O.C., Gilmore Girls, and Gossip Girl. Uh, he's also the executive executive producer on Gotham and wrote episodes like The Fearsome Dr. Crane and my personal favorite, The Balloon Man. He's also the author of the Books of Beginning series. His name is John Stevens. How, how's it going, John? Very well, Bill. Thank you. I'm so glad we finally uh, got a chance to talk. Uh, you you, you uh, submitted uh, or submitted a few voicemails for us over the uh, the course of season one, but it's finally finally uh, nice to finally get to talk to you for sure. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're busy now getting uh, with season two right around the corner, right? Oh, it's not right around the corner for us. I mean, we've been working away on it, you know, for months and months now. But yeah, it's exciting mm-hmm. that it was finally going to air, and that you know. Um, actual people will see it, not just us. So, <laughs> oh, you guys aren't actual pe- people. Interesting. I'll write that down as a little bit of Gotham trivia. Yeah, no, no, we're all robots. <laughs> Gotham bots. Okay, so exactly. So yeah, season two is coming, and I, I have seen uh, in the press and everything that you guys have been saying it's going to be a lot more serialized than a uh, mm-hmm. season one that had a procedural focus. Now, what, mm-hmm. what brought about that change? Because that's a pretty major cha- uh, shift in tone, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. It's, you know, with any of these shows, um, you kind of spend your first year trying to find the show to a degree. And so we did a fairly significant post game, um, and also like during the season last year too, to see like what was working and what wasn't working. And for us, uh, we just found like the, the more serialized episodes worked better. You know, the ones we were, where we were really following the storylines and the characters through mm-hmm. episode by episode. And we found that we really like preferred writing those kinds of episodes and the actors preferred acting those kinds of episodes where you're on like a season long, you know, art. Also, mm-hmm. I do think that, I mean, just like kind of the, with the way, um, television viewership is nowadays that people tend to like do binge watch a lot more, a lot more. Mm-hmm. So it is, um, they're more attuned to like watching a whole bunch of shows at once if they wanted to do that. So it was it was a whole kind of combination of factors. Yeah, no, the primary the primary being what we think the show works best as a more serialized show. So yeah, and it's kind of interesting. It kind of uh, harkens back to its, its you know comic book roots uh, too, because mm-hmm. I mean comic books are a very serial format. Uh, do you yeah, th- no, oh, a hundred percent. I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at like those long, um, like year two, like it's not like I don't know, like the Jeff Loeb books, you know, which like mm-hmm. the Long Halloween or Dark Harvest are like oh, yeah. year long books that are like 
they're like fully serialized, you know, 12, 22, whatever episode they're, you know, they're comparable to those kinds of TV shows. So, mm-hmm. and you get into them for that reason. So. Is it, do, do you think that the new format is going to allow you to maybe uh, kind of uh, string out uh, some longer stories with some of the secondary characters? Like, I, I don't know, like maybe kind of like a, a, a more meaty thing for like Bullock or Alfred or someone like that? That's 100% the intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, and we're absolutely deep into that. So we're, all the characters were arcing throughout the season. And you know, the, the, the way we kind of like, we've tried to balance it as we go through the season. So, um, different characters will be like peaking at different times, but you'll see the, like, be laying the foundations for one of their arcs in the background while someone else is like having the sort of the climax of their arc right then and then bringing them back down. So mm-hmm. absolutely, the the goal is that this year is like is that everybody on our roster will go through some major change this year. Excellent, that sounds very yeah. good. I now I we'll circle back to a season one for a second because uh, something mm-hmm. we speculated about a lot on the podcast is how, how you know you, your increased episode order might have changed you know uh, plans you might have had uh, for season one and you kind of had how you had to approach season one now, now uh did, did how, how did that go down like once you realized you had like a full order for the episodes versus the the initial i think it was 16 like mm-hmm. how did you kind of have to shift strategy for that uh you know we had to scramble a little bit because we really had arced out the season you mm-hmm. know kind of a more serialized way to begin to end at 16 so you had to stretch things a, a bit you know mm-hmm. so we responded to it in a variety of ways some of it was we, we did a couple episodes which were a bit more standalone you know mm-hmm. um like like the Red Hood episode or um, uh, the Flying Grayson episode, even though then that one introduced the character of Jerome, who's clearly has um, come back in a big way this year. Oh, yeah. Um, and so like a couple of the standalone episodes kind of pushed everything out. And then we also built in this uh, storyline with Fish on the Island of the Dollmaker mm-hmm. um, for that ran over four episodes. When, when before, she was just going to kind of go away for an episode or so and then come back right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we kind of just um, <laughs> we did anything we could. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it, well, I, I mean, it, it all worked out very, very well. It, we enjoyed it oh, for thank sure. Thank you, thank you. I, now, uh, you know, with, with season one, you you had some characters uh, there that were uh, kind of series regulars for for season one, uh, namely uh, friends of the our, our podcast, uh, Montoya and Allen. Mm-hmm. And it was recently announced that they're not going to be back as regulars for season two. Now, do you think that we really enjoyed their character? Characters. Do you yeah, think there's definitely. any chance they, they might slip back into the story somewhere along the way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in our wines, they still live in the world of Gotham, and we can, you know, hopefully go to them if it works out with the actor mm-hmm. schedule and, and the storyline goes that way. You know, and this is sort of a, re- a result of what happened to, um, in kind of our reevaluation of what the show wanted to be this year, where it became mm-hmm. less of a procedural and less of a, just like a cop show in a way, mm-hmm. and more about the people who live in Gotham. And it's definitely, you know, the tagline, the subtitle for the season is The Rise of the villains oh yeah so we spend a lot more time with our villains this year you know whether that's mm-hmm. penguin or enigma or these new villains who are um, coming or uh, coming in this year so once you have them like occupying a different like level of real estate in the show you have less time we had less time for the um some of our other characters unfortunately like and it was the cop stuff that suffered well mm-hmm. it suffered it got, it got squeezed out of the sides but um and while making room for some of the um kind of the larger dc villains that we wanted to pay more attention i mean pay more um 
uh, time with, spend more time with. Oh, yeah. Well, let, let, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that, mm-hmm. uh, the, the rise of the villains. Uh, now, now uh, 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 the one thing that st- struck me, because I've been, I've been reading a lot of interviews you guys have been putting out and a lot of, a lot of different things like that, and it, it said that, you know, the villains are kind of like uniting against the good guys in this season. So, so I was wondering, first off, do they, are we going to see any uh, of the season one major villains kind of team up or work together uh, for once? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you don't want to give too too much away. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, but you absolutely will. There's something. There's a moment in uh, episode 115 uh, where you see Nigma following Penguin around the GCPD, and mm. he's clearly fascinated by this person who has like um, kind of in many ways is the person he wants. That part of him wants to be someone who is a supervillain out in the world, mm-hmm. which I think is like was our way of laying the foundation for a future relationship slash friendship that's going to happen. In season two. Um, and then beyond that, there's going to be a whole bunch of other, like, sort of, in, in, in the broadest sense, team-ups of these different villains. Because mm-hmm. as, as the show becomes more serialized, people just naturally kind of gravitated towards one another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so well, you were talking about Nigma. I, I, I was kind of curious about him because I know, like, early on in season one, you guys were saying that, you know, we're going to do, like, a villain a season and, like, uh, Penguin season one and then someone season two. And then uh, the Riddler's kind of going to break out in season three. And then seems like you're kind of, like, maybe pushing him his storyline forward a little bit. I was just kind of curious as to what fueled that decision. It was it just a case of uh, wanting to get the villains more front and center? Or was it just... Uh, Kind of the, the audience response to that character. It was mostly audience. It was two things. That's it. it was audience response. People really seemed to like, um, uh, you know, to like that and respond to that character. Mm-hmm. And part of it was just watching um, Corey and how great he was. You oh know? yeah. And, and watching everything he could do and like everything you would throw at him, he would kind of like do in such an interesting way. And he approached it with such relish. We just mm-hmm. kept throwing more and more things to him and like developing that personality in different ways, which I think you really see that happen in season two. Um, it was more like, honestly, as much as anything, we were just interested to see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know uh, right, right there at the at the end of uh, season one when he, he kill, killed the guy and then he kind of had that like little break montage in, in the filing room right. cabinet and stuff. I, I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> at some point, we're like, let's just do it. Yeah, why not? Because it, it was exciting, you know, because you don't want to you don't want the audience to ever feel like you're just treading water, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like you're holding the your characters back just so you can like do out more, do more episodes. You, you have to like proceed with the faith that you're going to run with these characters and allow them to develop and accelerate in the way they organically want to and that you'll be able mm-hmm. to, you know, a service of storytelling wise. Okay, now I, I, the main villain, I, I, as I was talking about before, in season one was the Penguin, right? And he's he's now the King of Gotham. So uh, you know everything he's ever wanted is there in his lap. So it, what's going to kind of drive him and motivate him uh, through season two? Well, he doesn't say King of Gotham for very long. <laughs> <laughs> Something really awful happens to him quite early on in the season that knocks him down in this terrible way, and he has to rebuild mm-hmm. from scratch and become a different person than he was before. Mm. Um, and we really find that it kind of like impacts him emotionally. Um, so yeah, he, he, uh, he definitely becomes an underdog fairly quickly once again. 
Oh, that, well, we get to see we get to see him actually function as King of Gotham for a while at the very beginning, and he does a really good job, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a, he's a smart cookie, that penguin. Yeah, he is. That yeah. Oswald. Okay, now uh, Barbara is coming back in season two yep. as well as, as a villain. Now she's obviously pretty damaged after her, her encounter with the ogre and uh, and the right. blunt blunt head trauma from Leslie. Uh, so, sure. so uh, how has her character kind of uh, changed uh, for season two? Well, she is great. She does an incredible job. You know, I mean, mm. with all of these characters, you know, I mean, uh, we tried to kind of to, to develop the spectrum and have people go, like, move back and forth between like good and evil or dark and light and see mm. who can go into the darkness and then pull themselves out. Um, like, you know, like Jim sometimes obviously goes into the darkness and pulls himself out or who goes into the darkness and then never comes out again. <laughs> and also it's like, you know, it's like it's kind of like it's that old comic book psychology or like Jungian psychology of like, you know, the shadow self, like who is everybody's shadow self? Like, you know, there's, or the you know, division of personality, whether it's Bruce Wayne and Batman, or like a good Jim and a bad Jim, or a good barber and a bad barber, or a good Enigma and a bad Enigma. And to having people tic tac back forth, back and forth over that kind of like, that, um, uh, light and dark, um, kind of duality is really interesting. So you really see Barbara go full tilt dark this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, as she says in the beginning, she goes, I'm not a supervillain. I just have issues. And so <laughs> you really see her kind of ha- approach it with like relish and fun. And she really does, it develops as a great character in the first chunk mm-hmm. of, uh, the episodes that we've shot so far and Aaron just killed it she knocks it out of the park so. oh yeah and it, it was one of those characters that you know there were, there was a lot of hate for initially but but then you kind of especially through the ogre arc you see how, how yeah. they, they you guys kind of played it out I was going to say they yeah. it's you <laughs> but I, yeah I think I think people are really going to respond to Aaron this mm-hmm. year to her um, performance excellent it's great very, very excited very excited to see it okay so I, I guess we should talk uh, the, the big guy Bruce Wayne a little bit because yeah, sure. uh, he's he's coming I guess more into the forefront this year. Now, I, I know initially uh, you guys kind of considered him as being a minor character, right? I think that I've read that. Or uh, not a minor character, but not as big of a focus as he became as the season went on. That is true. He wasn't as, well, he wasn't as central as he, as he, mm-hmm. as he became, you know. But he, he does. It's a, it's a very simple fact of like you're telling a Gotham story and you have Bruce Wayne in it. He has a gravitational pull, you mm-hmm. know. Um, Added to which, like, David is incredible, and also Sean, who's always with him in scenes, is also incredible. So you're always wanting to write to those scenes, because that yeah. relationship, and also Gordon's relationship to him, is such an emotional pull of the show that you always end up, um, you know, kind of, like, going back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm very excited excited to see how, how that cave works out. Now, is that, yeah, right? is, is that going to be, like, a new location, like, throughout the new season, or is that just going to be, like, kind of like a, an arc and then done, or? No, it's a new location. Okay. We so, got it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we built we, it. <laughs> we we built this cave. Um, <laughs> <That's> exactly right. <laughs> okay, uh, any teases as to his journey this season? Might we see him like I don't know, travel and do some training with people other than Alfred or anything like that? Or any any sort of teases you can give? Sure, of course. You know, I mean, for for one thing, is when you watch the shows, this David is about four inches taller than he was last year, mm-hmm. so he looks much more like a young man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, he like he looks more much more like the young Bruce Wayne that we all know from like you know like the young comics. Mm-hmm. Um and. Because because of that, he's going out in the world much more, um, and doing—he's you know, he's out of the study. He's away from his bulletin board. He's actually being active in the city of Gotham, which I think is exciting. Um, also, you start to be, see this year the development of again what I was talking about before—the duality of personality. You know, mm-hmm. of him actually developing the persona of Bruce Wayne. 
like in order to divert suspicion away from the things that he's doing so people think he's not doing it he starts to create the persona uh that will we one day will know as like the playboy dilettante bruce wayne mm-hmm. right the real serious man that um who then becomes batman will be his true self so and I think that I mean I think that's really exciting. It's exciting for the actor to watch him play it, the tic tac back and forth over those two things. Mm-hmm. We also watch him he develops this sort of um triangle love interest with Silver St. Cloud who comes in and Selena, which is oh. a lot of fun as well. So Oh yeah, yeah. We were uh, speculating when we uh the silver announcement came out. Yeah, there's probably gonna be some sort of uh jealousy on on a cat's part there. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so you guys are, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you're fairly deep into production now. Like, you don't have to give a, uh, an episode title or anything, but uh, what what episode number is your favorite so far, just so we can keep an eye out for it? Well, obviously the one that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I was out in New York a couple weeks ago for the episode that I wrote, which was number three. Mm. Um, but what's it called? Oh, The Last Laugh, which is a ball, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, you wrote, did a really great job. It, you wrote a, episode three was The Balloon Man in season one, so you wrote that one too, right? I did. I did do that one. Yeah. yeah and I, as I mentioned before, that just uh, to let you know, that was probably my favorite episode of the season, or one of them anyway. Oh, really? oh that's great. Thank yeah, you. It was just like, okay, this series really is doing everything I love about Batman. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Okay, so uh, let's see. I, I, according to uh, reports, Mr. Freeze is coming. Uh, now, uh, Mr. Freeze, uh, he has a bit of a history in that he was considered kind of a goofy character until the guys from uh, Batman the Animated Series did like a really like series-defining episode, Heart of Ice, with them. Uh, it, it's a lot to live up to uh, for fan- uh, with the fanboys and everything. Right. Are, are you guys going to try and hit a similar note uh, to what they did on that series, or are you kind of going it, off in your own direction? We're doing it a little bit. It's, I will say it's a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we keep the core myth we keep all the core mythology mm-hmm. um you know like the core emotional drive that he has with in regards to his wife mm-hmm. uh, but i think that our i mean i hope that our um take on it is just going to be a little bit different just to the, the point of being different you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, as much as anything <laughs> um but i also feel like you know a lot, like i can say as well like a lot of these things are frankly so dependent upon when you find the right person to play that role mm-hmm. um and this because they all always when you get the right actor they bring a different level of specificity to it um, and actually, we just started breaking the Mr. Freeze stuff like yesterday. Oh, really? Because you know, that episode doesn't, that's not like episode 12. Oh, okay. Um, so we just started getting into those discussions of basically how we can delineate it from everything that's come before. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's, you know, it's a big iconic character. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, yeah. you, were, you were talking a little bit about a character versus finding the actor for it and everything. And Michael Chiklis uh, is coming on yeah. this season. I, his character, I, did you uh, design the character for him or did you write the character and was like, you know what, Michael Chiklis? would be perfect for this and anything you could tease about that character too sure it was about half and half you know we had we had written this character we had come up with the character that we wanted to have and then we started casting um you know basically casting our net to see who we would possibly get and michael chiklis was suggested and once he was interested and once he wanted we started like bringing it, and once he came on board we rewrote the character further to kind of like match his persona even more and his voice even more mm-hmm. and which was great because you could you could push it in a certain direction knowing that he was going to pull stuff off oh so, yeah yeah, it, yeah. Which it, it, it was always kind of what happens when you have when you cast an actor who has a real presence and personality you end up writing more and more to them you know yeah and i, I was just excited because not only does he have like a, a big footprint in cop dramas with like uh, the commission the shield mm-hmm. but he also mm-hmm. has it in superheroes with fantastic four no more heroes cross, so, right yeah definitely <laughs> definitely okay uh speaking of uh perfect crosses you know one of the things and this, we'll wrap up here in a second 
Uh, but uh, the things that struck me most in the first several episodes of Gotham is it felt mm-hmm. like this kind of weird mashup of like a prequel to Batman the Animated Series and Batman 66. You could tell there was a lot of influence right. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was wondering uh, what versions of Batman inspire you as you're working on the series. I, I, obviously, those are ones that stuck out to me. But Sure. You know, um, I mean, they all do a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know that's such a vague answer, and I apologize. <laughs> but it, it, it is hard to kind of separate a lot of them out. I mean, the Nolan, I mean, obviously, I mean, the Nolan ones are a huge influence, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love Paul Dini's stuff. I think he did an amazing job. Um, and, you know, I, I guess that, I guess that a Batman 66 does have an influence on it just from the fact that I haven't, even I, I haven't seen it in 20 years, probably. Mm. Like some of those things you can't ever get out of your mind. Yeah, yeah. But as much, for more than anything for me, it's, I mean, the books, um, rather than like any sort of like, you know, televised version. And, I mean, the Miller stuff, you know, more than anything, mm-hmm. um, uh, the year, the year one some material. Um, and then Loeb stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. We have both, both very, very good story. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, creators working on it. Okay. So I, I guess we'll about wrap up here. But anything that you haven't mentioned yet? Any, any like sort of little tease or like a cool moment or a line or sure. character to watch out for? I mean, I think at the beginning we're really going to play, um, uh, you know, Jerome is coming back from last year mm-hmm. um, from episode one. And so we, he'll have an arc that begins at the beginning of this year, and we'll start to see the beginnings of uh, what we're talking about as like the Joker myth or the Joker ideology that begins in Batman. So we'll see the beginnings of that world, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really exciting. And Cameron Monaghan knocks it out of the park. He just crushes it. He's incredible. So it's definitely something to watch out for. Definitely. And, yeah. and you won't have to wait for it. It's right away. <laughs> I, oh, excellent. Excellent. And I, 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 I'm very excited for, for season two to come around here. Like I, we're going to be uh, sitting here speculating on every little blip and blobble of information you guys put out from now until <laughs> September. Uh, tw- what is it? 21st, I think. I think so. I think yeah. that sounds right to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. So, John, where can people uh, f- follow you online and maybe, maybe catch one or two little like behind the scenes things or something? Uh, my, t- I guess my Twitter thing, but honestly, mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I think I'm sorry. I, I really am the worst Twitter in the world. Well, you know uh, what? I can tell people. It's at John R. Stevens. Oh, is that Twitter. what it is? Yeah. Okay, great. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Uh, I tend to kind of tweet my the, my episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when I go to New York, I'll tweet stuff. But um, So, yeah, that would be where I do it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, well uh, thank you so much. For, be better. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to us to, today, John. And uh, I guess we'll sure. go ahead and throw it back to a future Emory and Bill. Take it away, guys. Woo! And there we go. Ah, no, thank you, Bear. Yes, we're back. Hi. We're back. We're back. Yay. Yay. Uh, thank you again so much, John, uh, for taking the time out uh, last week to talk to me. And I, I guess we're just going to, uh, by the way, uh, hello to our uh, chatters over Woo. at live.universebox.com. I see uh, Andy. Andy and Jamie Marshall. and Marshall and us. Yay. And us. Uh, Mew and Michael were in there during the interview, too. Michael's but, having computer problems, yeah, as uh, always. Also, uh, by the way, I apologize if my voice was a little overblown in the interview. I, I had a weird setting on my mixing board that I didn't realize until after of course. the recording was finished. Of course, because but, how would you know? But, Anne-Marie, this was uh, your first time listening to this. So, uh, this was awesome. What did you think? It was awesome. He's mm-hmm. so nice, especially to be able to take the time out of his day to call us and give us – I mean, he gave us stuff that we haven't really heard anywhere. Oh, yeah. A lot of this stuff this is, is exclusive. Exclusives. We're definitely. Exclu- we are awesome. Yeah. For, exi- 
example, some very uh, specific uh, stuff that he told us uh, that I don't think I've seen anywhere else is uh, in regards to specific episodes. Right. Episode three is going to be called The Last, Last Laugh. Laugh. And Mr. Freeze's backstory will take place in episode 12. Uh, it'll involve his wife, but they'll try to fit the story to the actor and put their own spin on it. But I, I, I'm very I excited for the Mr. Freeze episode. I know you are. Okay, okay. And all I see is Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold is Mr. Freeze. Ice, ice baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I doubt. I doubt they're. I doubt they're going to go that route. I hope. Not. Oh, Andy in the chat room, uh, by the way, says John Stevens is so awesome. Love chatting with him at SDCC. Uh, nice. Yeah, Andy from the Flash podcast. Uh, yeah, but uh, Maria, what were some of your favorite uh, bits and bobbles from All right. that? Um, literally, everyone is going to go through a change. If they, uh, I believe he said, if they're like basically if they're on our payroll, <laughs> they're going to go through some sort of a change. Which is kind of neat. I mean, you sort of expect it, but mm. the fact that he points out means it's going to be more dramatic than what we've been getting. Yeah. Changes. Um, the fact that the Jerome and Flying Grayson's episode was really like a standalone and it was kind of thrown in there to stretch when they got the extension. Yeah, it was kind of I like love a that. insert. I love that it was <laughs> like, hmm, four or five more episodes. Here, let's just insert the Joker and Flying Grayson. Because why not? Because, you know, they're not important. <laughs> not at all. They, that being said, I'm sure they would have found a different way to put the Joker in there. A given, you know, a, a short episode order on season one and then into season two and stuff. But it, right. it was, I'm glad they got to it in season one for sure. Absolutely. What's some of your favorites? We'll go back and forth. Okay. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, they said that, you know, their, the plan uh, was for Nigma mm-hmm. to kind of uh, have a slow boil throughout the series. But then once they saw how people were responding to Corey Michael Smith as yep. uh, Edward Nigma and everything, they were just like, let's do it. Uh, I may have I slightly really spoofed cool. him a little in a video. Just saying. Yes, just a little just, bit. Just, just a, a little just bit. A <laughs> and, little. And this is another little uh, piece of info. I don't know if I've heard anywhere else. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, the Penguin isn't going to be the king of Gotham for long. That he's nope. going to have the, another fall from grace. And it's going to ha- cause him to have to refocus his energies. Uh, again. Kind of rebuild himself from scratch. I wonder if Butch will be along for the <gasps> ride with that. The dancing Butch? Or if it, I, I almost want to say that Butch will be the guy that knocks, ma- him down. that knocks him down. I could see it. Yeah. I could totally see mm-hmm. it. Interesting. <laughs> um, sad but true that the cop stuff was squeezed out of the sides to make room for bigger DC villains, which let's just be honest, the villain stuff is what gets people to watch, what mm-hmm. people want to see. Not as many people care about the side stories and, you know, yeah, and I mean, Montoya and Allen and Alvarez and all of them. Like, well, the fact that it's a Batman prequel to like a, a prequel, how Bruce became the Batman, you right. have to have something for him to respond to. And if right. it's just a t- cop drama for four seasons... There's, I, I mean, there, there's petty criminals and stuff, but there's nothing that says, hey, I have to put on a bat suit. Hey, someone put on a mask. <laughs> um, though I do really like in these sort of ah, kicking things go together that they're developing the spectrum of dark and light and the going back and forth. Like everyone lives in a gray area. Mm-hmm. Everyone does good and everybody does bad. And it's where Bruce Wayne is active in the city of Gotham. Mm-hmm. We've only seen that twice. Yeah. Once he was encouraged to punch a dude. <laughs> once he was wearing street clothes kids no yeah. street kids clothes ha <laughs> yeah. there we go pretty close um but it's neat to see that he's developing bruce wayne because batman is his true self mm-hmm. that's awesome i'm sure that's normal but just the fact that we're gonna watch it happen yeah. is kind of cool yeah that that's kind of a 
in the DC universe, that's kind of how they always explain Batman and Superman. Batman is really Batman, and Bruce Wayne is his secret identity, where Superman is really Clark Kent, and Superman is his secret identity. That totally makes sense, too, because they are very different, but, Mm -hmm. I don't know, they got to work together sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, and I I also uh, like uh, that he's very excited for Barbara, Mm -hmm. Barbara's uh, arc in this season. I believe he even dropped a line in there that we heard in the preview clip from the that was dropped this week. I think it was just today. Yeah, just today. And it was amazing. And I want Barbara's dress. Yeah, and we'll be talking about all that in our spoiler party in the next couple weeks here. Yes, uh, we won't do it For season two. But but I'm very excited that he's so excited. John Stevens is so excited about her plot line this season. And uh, obviously it's going to be intricately linked with uh, Jerome the Joker, which I've I've seen in the chat room. All Joker all the time. And everything. And oh, uh, yeah, in the chat room is Montoya. Uh, in the, the show, the same Montoya who becomes the question? Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. They, they mentioned, not really mentioned, they teased at it, but mm-hmm. like they said, there's just, there's just no time for it right now. Yeah. And I also really liked how uh, John was saying that, uh, you know, they, they take such care to kind of refocus the characters to the specific actor they get mm-hmm. for it. Like they were saying that about Mr. Freeze, like it's going to depend on the actor. Right. And then uh, with Michael Chiklis's character, he said, you know, they, they wrote it uh, kind of with him in mind. But then when, then when they found out they got him, they, they're like, there we go. Yeah. They made it even more Chiklis, you know, uh, made him say stuff about being the commish or the shield or something. <laughs> Things that were along the way, Ooh. but uh, yeah, it should be a uh, pretty interesting. I mean, I'm very excited. I also like that um, that he he's so influenced by uh, all the comics, like uh, Loeb's Hallow- Long Halloween comic, mm-hmm. which I also uh, Christopher Nolan was inspired by. Ah, and, and also Year One, of course. Well, now I feel like I need to read this Halloween thing. Yeah, Long Halloween, uh, definitely probably one of the best Batman stories out there. Mm-hmm. Best Batman stories running. Like, uh, it, well, you saw Dark Knight, the movie Dark Knight. Yeah. Do you remember how Harvey Dent and uh, Batman and uh, Commissioner Gordon kind of worked together against the Joker? I can't even tell you how long it's been. Like, whenever that came out Mm -hmm. at a year, that was when I saw it. But there were, like, (laughs) there were scenes from the movie almost cut completely entirely, like, whole cloth out of the long Halloween, as far as their working relationships. So, hey, Bobby! Should, oh, Bobby's there. He didn't know we were going live. <laughs> yeah, well, it was really just uh, the, the, the interview and then kind of like a little wrap up here and after here the are. fact. Yes. But yeah, very exciting. Very gl- happy we finally got to talk to John. Yes, I'm so sad that I wasn't able to join, but mm-hmm. um, kids. So <laughs> there's it that. It happens. But yeah. but uh, yeah, and uh, we look forward to hearing uh, from John both on Twitter and uh, yeah, I'm sure we can somebody get him to has to teach that man to tweet. Twice. Somebody <laughs> teach him to tweet, right? Well, well he, he he does a good job uh, on his kinda, episode. Well, yeah, live tweeting his episodes. <laughs> uh, but but uh, we'll try and uh, wrangle him around for another phone call or two, and maybe maybe I bet we can. maybe one more interview towards uh, some other time or something would be would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, uh, awesome. but definitely again, thank you very much, John. And uh, like I said, we're uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here i think mm-hmm. uh but we will be back uh maybe not next week but the week probably definitely the week after it's gonna have to be because yeah. we're it's guys it's, yeah, it's september it's, it's coming go time three weeks uh but yeah we'll be back with a, a big spoiler party and actually we'd like to hear from you guys if you want to send us an email to legends of gotham at gmail.com or shoot us a voicemail 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 let us know what you think of all the news coming out about Gotham Season 2 and what you're most excited about for Gotham Season 2. Or what you're most scared of. Yeah, like... Because that could be an interesting thing. 
Definitely. What what you're the least excited what, about? What you could care less about? Mm-hmm. Which character you're like really this person? Why? Did you know that uh, David, who plays young Bruce Wayne's name, was actually pronounced da- David? Oh, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. I, I think I missed Something a sentence somewhere. I think I missed a sentence somewhere, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What is he talking about?" And you're like, "David," and I'm like, "I, I missed the whole sentence." But you know, uh, keep an eye out for that that episode at legendsofgotham.com here in the next week or two. Uh, Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at amdsimone or on Instagram at ubanmarie. And as for me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com, and you can, like I said, get this specific. Show show legendsofgotham.com a lot more activity going to be coming soon. around yeah also uh, check out the twitter because we're going to start doing hitting that up a lot more too <gasps> it's almost time for gotham at mondays Le- guys i know it's almost time for gotham mondays at legends of gotham you get you gotta you gotta hit gotta it hard it. uh we're gonna we're gonna be hitting it hard so you gotta watch it share retweet us uh yeah and Tell share the show definitely Tell a friend. okay uh so <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time for more legends, legends of gotham. gotham oh i missed that sound But that's okay.